I think it should never be permitted to happen again. That is very good. Hello everyone and welcome to the Cricket Podcast with me, Jack Hope and Ross Legg. Hello. Um, since our last podcast, England have wrapped up their tour of South Africa with a 2-1 series win. Uh, that felt slightly more important than the average T20 series, I thought. It was a pretty low standard and high standard of cricket all in one. <laughs> yeah. Um, they've decided who'll be in the test series for Sri Lanka, uh, including yet another recall for Keaton Beaker Jennings. I, I do like how England's cricket selection is almost just, it's just a, a part of the sport. It yeah. really, it, everyone can get fully behind it and fully into it. Um, away from England, uh, the Sixers won the BBL. New Zealand have beaten India 3-0 in one day series. Uh, Ross Taylor is about to become the first man ever to reach 100 caps in all three formats. Uh, in just a couple of days as well, the World T20 tournament for women will start it's the women's world cup for <laughs> the women's world cup yeah I believe that's it um, and finally uh, this week on the show um, we're going to celebrate the birthday of a very special man A.B. de Villiers has turned 36 uh, so you've got a little best of in store. I, have, I have indeed he's a, a very complex character and I've uh, fully full faith in my ability to do him justice yeah unfortunately Max and Rob couldn't be with us this week they um, are house hunting or something or was Robert Spurs yeah, the Spurs watching Spurs yeah. get pounded by Leipzig, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, um, so with them out of the way, you'll be the only person answering the big question of the week. Mm-hmm. Um, for those of you who were paying attention today, you'll have seen that Greece inserted a clause into any future trade deal between the UK <laughs> and the EU, which will mean that the UK has to return the Elgin marbles or the Parthenon marbles, depending on your persuasion. I genuinely don't even know what they are. Uh, it's the statues from the Parthenon that Lord Elgin stole or bought, depending on whether you accept his versions of events or the truth. Is, is this in the British? Are they in the British Museum? They're in the British Museum. It's just like everything else we've <laughs> looted from the countries. Um, so my, my question about this is, uh, if you could go back in time and steal any treasure from cricketing history, what would it be and why? Oh, that's a good one. That's good. Oh, so much. See, cricket's one of those things as well that there are so many things that people place ridiculous value on, which mm-hmm. everyone else is just like, yeah, c- couldn't care less. Um, but I'm going to go modern day, yeah, and it's actually it's in our it's in our opening credits, okay. And actually, I wish I could steal the off stump that cartwheeled out of from Michael Clark from Simon Jones's delivery. That's I would quite enjoy having that in my possession. Uh, yeah, I wonder who does have that. If Simon Jones doesn't have that, he's missed a trick there, isn't he? He's really missed a trick. I think that'd be, I think that'd be great. Um, what, what, what about you? Uh, well, there are a few things. Um, you could just steal the greatest treasure of all time, Don Bradman. Which is, what, as a, as a kidnap kind of thing? No, no, like he now does what I want. So he plays for England. Instead. So he's a slave? Yeah, yeah. Don Bradman is a slave. Don, I mean. Don, Don, <laughs> um, or, or I was thinking you could go for like a great cricketing memory. It'd be good if you could steal the memory of, of someone. What? But what do you mean, steal the well, memory like, of someone? Well, no, I thought about this in a more metaphorical sense, <laughs> like than. <laughs> so, 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 if you steal that memory, are you stealing it the memory for the world or just the person you've stolen it from? Well, I guess the person I've stolen it from. 
So, okay, right. like, you kind of stole their experience. Okay, right. Like, so, uh, oh, that's I a good. So that's 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 yeah. better than the. Um, so oh, it would be Pratt. It would be Gary Pratt in the run out yeah, from yeah, Ponting. Like, that'd be that, pretty that amazing. Now. <laughs> <laughs> I am Gary Pratt. <laughs> um, so I was thinking something like that. I'm not exactly sure. I hadn't really narrowed it down much further than that. But it would have been maybe pretty good to be like. Um, do you remember when Grant Elliott hit Dale Stain for six in the World Cup? Yeah, that was, yeah, that was pretty good. Like a moment, well, can you think of any moments like that? Like well, a rivalry? Uh, yeah, yeah. Like, the England World Cup win. No, I know. Stealing Joss Butler's <laughs> Yeah, but I think like I'd want more personal glory okay. than, than just to be like one of those guys. I would want everyone to be like, I'll remember when. So you you want an A.B. de Villiers moment? Yeah, I guess. That is what you want. So yeah. later on in the show, we'll cover some of his treasure that you, we might potentially um, steal. Yeah, uh, anyway, to run through what we'll be going through once more, uh, after the break we'll have England v South Africa, the sort of final conclusion of that. Um, we've got some outcomes from that series. Uh, then we'll be having a look at England selection. Then we'll move being, be moving on to A.B. de Villiers and sort of everything else we talked about. Mm-hmm. I hope Ed, Ed Smith's glasses are mentioned. They're bloody beautiful. Watch the ball and try and whack it as hard as you can. Oh, I got high. Uh, I was gonna grind out some really impressive wins. But then I got high. No, you wouldn't. Uh. They took my whole paycheck. And I know why. Why, man? Because I got high. Because I got high. Because I got high. So, yeah, um, as we said, England won the T20 series 2 1. Uh, it was a pretty good series, I thought. Yeah, no, I've really enjoyed it. I, was, uh, I wouldn't say it was high-calibre cricket all round. Like, both teams weren't playing their full fully strength side. Uh, South Africa definitely weren't. There's some key players missing. Um, but all three of them went down to the wire. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of ineptitude and then also brilliance that kind of got teams over the line. Yeah, so um, sort of to recap that, uh, England went 1-0 down in the first game. Um, they somehow contrived to lose after needing just seven off the last over. Mm-hmm. Any idea why? It was old um, leading from the front. Old Captain Morgan <laughs> always talks about it's important to close out a game. Don't don't completely like just throw it away. Manage the game. Yeah, and uh, we're still all about playing aggressive cricket. But yeah, with a ball with a runner ball to get. Yeah, uh, he had just threw his wicket away, and then it, a bit of a collapse. Yeah, it wasn't uh, it wasn't edifying for anyone. Um, but we roared back in games two and three. Uh, so two really really tight finishes there. Um, in game two, England won by just two runs. Uh, the England batting was a little bit iffy until Moen Ali went mad. Mm-hmm. Um, probably the highlight being that six over point where the bat goes in the opposite direction. Yeah, like, it's, it's, it's amazing. Um, it is absolutely amazing. Uh, it doesn't. It just doesn't really how the maths on that works. The thing is, he's an absolutely brilliant player, but he's just inconsistent. I mean, you saw in the first first innings, he came in yeah. and again, needed yeah seven from the last over. He could have just... He's the cap, he was captain. He's now been named the captain of Birmingham for the 100. Yeah, he's ooh. captain of Worcester, Worcestershire. Um, are, and, they Birmingham, are they Birmingham Phoenix? Yeah. Okay, yeah. And it's that bit of going, he should know a little bit better in that yeah. scenario. But yeah, fantastic evening. What was that, 37 off 11 balls? I think oh, it was something crazy like that. Uh, anyway, he was one up a little bit, I think. Uh, so England, England got to 204. Um, but it, uh, he was kind of one up, really, by Decock scoring 65 off 22 balls. It was weird how England kept on bowling just leg side half volleys to him, and he just kept clipping it just for six. Um, uh, so, like, sort of the halfway point of the South Africa innings, it looked like England were done for, but they slowly dragged it back, did England? Mm-hmm. Um, with two overs left, South Africa needed 26 ish to win. I think it was 26. Uh, Chris Jordan bowled a decent over. Uh, I think he took two wickets, went for 11, which meant there was 15 off the last over. 
Uh, Tom Garan bowling. First will go to six, so it's nine or five. Uh, South Africa managed to get down to three off two, um, but don't win. Mm-hmm. Two wickets for Curran. Uh, he's an interesting character I think he's an interesting character I'm not, I'm not sure like, I'm still not convinced by him mm-hmm. as, a, as an England player I'm not convinced but he's clearly good at, in domestic cricket are you more convinced than Tom Curran in the one day team or, or white ball team or Sam Curran in the red ball team um, <laughs> but I, I, I kind of feel that they're both inside because they play for Surrey no, it's just, I think it's just that close. There's a bit of uh, there's a bit of favouritism going on, and I think there's some better players, and especially when you look at some of the stats. Um, I don't think Sam Curran is going to be uh, front and centre, but England seem to like him. We we'll like both of them, really. Yeah. Uh, well, anyway, he, he did the business on that occasion. So yeah. uh, well done, Tom. You did go for six first ball, just crazy. <laughs> it's, it's like one of those things. Nick, come on. Uh, yeah, I mean, like if Joffrey Archer was about, you'd probably expect he would have been bowling that over. Well, it wasn't going to be Mark Wood, was he? Mark Wood got absolutely pummeled round the round yeah, the round the race. Of games. Uh, anyway, so it's one all going into game three. Um, South Africa bat first. Uh, I think uh, so. This is Super Sport Park Centurion. I think that in all the games played there, the team batting second had never won. Okay. South Africa about first to score 222. That looks like a pretty good score when you factor in uh, everything involved there. However, it, like it's fair to say it was an absolute road. Yeah, and uh, I loved the commentary. Everyone kept on mentioning the altitude. Oh my god! Yeah. Like they must have mentioned it for every over and a half. There was just like, the ball travels further because the air is thinner. I'm just like, all right, great. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, it did travel further than well, I guess it did. Yeah, um, England. England won. England England chased 222 with five balls to spare. Oh, it was, uh, so like not even that close. Uh, Morgan hit a 21 ball 50, which included seven sixes and how many fours? Nil. Nil fours. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was absolutely like, absurd batting talent in that side. Yeah, you know, just everything. I, mean, I wouldn't say it was like the perfect kind of innings, but Josh Butler got back into form. He played some yeah. unbelievably good shots. Um, Roy got out straight away, but not after he just clobbered um, Stane into the stands. I yeah, uh, I think Johnny Bairstow. It's, it's amazing the contrast and ability for Johnny Bairstow between red ball cricket and white yeah. ball cricket. Yeah. Um, so England win two one. Uh, unfortunately, more bad news for South Africa because Timber Bavuma pulled his hamstring uh, and will be out of their upcoming series against Australia. Mm-hmm. Um, further outcomes. So. Here's what I drew from the series. Um, South Africa aren't too bad at T20 cricket. Mm-hmm. Um, their test team is a shambles. <laughs> um, but I think in the World Cup this year in in Australia, it will suit them. I think they might be a little bit of a dark horse based on what we've seen there. I mean, like certainly, like the Cox, a massive match winner, isn't he? And, mm-hmm. and Geely looks really good. Bring Rabada in. Yeah, they're gonna have uh, yeah. Imran Tahir comes in, just top, does it, yeah, <coughs> top yeah. quality spinner. Faf de Plessis obviously comes in, yeah, um, and yeah, Rabada as you say. Um, but South Africa always go to every tournament, dubs the dark <laughs> yeah. horses, like every single. I thought that was New Zealand. No, they're they're, they're pretty good. <laughs> they're the black caps, mate. <laughs> yeah. um, England-wise, uh, I've got a few questions here. Um, why does Owen Morgan hate David Malan? Um, I just think uh, there's better players than David Milan in the oh, side. He's, I think he's the number three ranked T20 uh, player in the world. Yeah, but that's yeah, but that's based upon what eleven 
was it 11, 11 yeah, averages 50 at 175 what more do you want well I'd rather take the kind of stats from like over a longer period like if you, if you look at domestic cricket there's so much T20 cricket played now we're basing it all upon 10 games yeah but like he was, wasn't he like the top or top 5 run scorers in the blast last year there's, um, I think there's I think there's, a, there's a big thing to say that are if, you if saying we, that the solution is Joe Denley I'm not saying Joe Denley but we, we do seem to have so what are you saying the solution is then maybe don't pick we seem to be shoehorning players into roles they're not familiar with so we've got like Jason Roy is going to open the batting. Like they, they've just settled on that, but he hasn't played loads and loads of T20 cricket. Denley's played more than him. So has David Milan. Both have better averages and better records than Joe, so you're Jason Roy. Does. Jason Roy. No, because they love Jason Roy, and I love Jason Roy. But what are you saying? This is a confused argument. No, I'm just saying that we've then got to fit in Darwin Milan's side. Then you've got four openers there. Butler as well, so it's five potential openers. Right, okay. Well, let's, Hales, six. Let's make this easy. Hales isn't going to play. Make this easy for you. What should England's top four at the T20 World Cup be? Um, Jason Roy, Butler, Bairstow, Banton. Banton, okay. Um, or, yeah. two options here. I'd bring in Mo Ali earlier. Fair enough. Um, that's, that was the, the, the next question. I, I think David Milan should be in the team. Um, my my third question after why is Joe Denley around uh, was uh, can Tom Banton face his, force his way in and who would you he replace yeah, it's a tough one I think so say he scores and this could happen like a fucking load of runs in the IPL <laughs> so he'll basically have gone blast smashed it in the blast BBL smash it in the BBL IPL smash it in the IPL yep Jason Roy's in the foreign lines as much as we love him <laughs> there is a bit where you just say who works so you're not going to drop Stokes is Roy in the IPL uh, yeah he is he okay. is yeah, yeah. Um, but there is, there is a bit where you're saying you're not going to drop Ben Stokes you're not going to drop Owen Morgan no they're both in Bearstow I don't you can't drop him no, he's I an absolute yeah. gun fielder yeah, yeah yeah and he's amazing with the bat Butler they're not going to drop they'll stand by him no matter what well he's also he's a wicket keeper <laughs> isn't he so. yeah so there's four of your top six already yeah, and then there's those bits around. It just comes down to injuries, more than likely. But yeah. Denley should be nowhere near this side. He doesn't. If he's not going to bowl, yeah, then don't pick him. He, he opens the. He's not going to open the batting for England, so don't pick him. Yeah, um, Milan is there or thereabouts. I think. I think people might be surprised. I think Hales might end up back in the side. Uh, yeah, I, I I think you're wrong. I, I can't see any world in which that happens to be honest with you um, I think Owen Morgan did say this week that there, there needs to be a substantial amount of time between uh, um, um, Hales getting high and uh, <laughs> I don't know how else you describe it but there is that bit um, and him getting back in the team mm-hmm, true but England should be picking their best players and he is definitely one of them um Right, we, before we move on, do you want to do a quick bit of correspondence? Absolutely. Um, so we just sent out a, a tweet today. We, we thought we were a little bit light on topic, because it turns out we might not be, so this might be a bumper show, I'm not really sure. <laughs> um, we, we asked, has anyone got any suggestions for things to talk about, or any questions? Um, do you want to just in order of how Twitter's telling me to ask them? Yeah, I've not seen these, so uh, hit me. Oh, with okay, me. well, Ross, um, this comes from Samish Sandosh. One, mm-hmm. uh, who's a regular tweeter to us. Brilliant. Um, what's your view on the ICC T20 World Cup Championship uh, this year? Who will win? I imagine is, is the question there. Um, we've seen, we've seen, like <coughs> in, re- in recent in recent weeks, like we've seen uh, England, New Zealand, 
uh, and well, in like the last few months, and South Africa, yeah. um, New Zealand, uh, and India, we follow quite closely as well. Uh, are Australia playing South Africa in a T Twenty series coming up as well? Yep, so like, we'll seem probably the the favourites after the next few weeks. Yeah. Uh, who who do you fancy? It's amazing because everyone was talking around how the ODI World Cup was going to be so close. Yeah. And it turned out to be the closest one <laughs> we're going to possibly get. And the teams were really well matched up and they're a little bit different as well. Yeah. Which I thought was quite good. Like they, they seemed to, everyone had their own plans and kind of executed in different ways. Um, but when it comes to T20, it is just, it is, I think the best bowling attack is going to win. Yeah. Um, I think, is Nathan Lyon the best kind of T20 spinner? You've got Adam Zampers kind of in there as well for Australia. Um, I think they've got some obviously some great pace options. Uh, I don't think England will win. It's my I, think, oh. I, think I'll, I think I'll rule England out. You're ruling England out <coughs> just because you don't think they can do the double? Or? I just don't think they've got a good good enough bowling attack. I think their batting can't get them out of trouble every single game in T20. Yeah, but you throw Jofra Archer in, and that does change this substantially. Then you've got Jofra and Adil Rashid, yeah, both who, are, who are like both top ten bowlers. Yeah, but if not top five. Yeah, but that's that's only eight of your overs, right? Ben Stokes loves to go fucking round a park in T20. <laughs> yeah. Sam Curran just isn't. I don't think he's good enough. Um, Moe and Ali depends if he's in the mood or not. Yeah. Um, they don't really have like variations. I think David Willey has a good case to be in the side, but I think he's been pretty much told he's not yeah, going to yeah, be involved. Yeah. Um, and who else are you going to bring in? Like Reese Topley or something like that, or Harry Gurney. Right. Um, but then. So you're saying Australia, in other words. No, I'm not going well, through the teams. There's loads of other teams. I'm going to spend a bit of time oh, going through it. India obviously got a fantastic side. We're going to have to go through them all. <laughs> so, sit, sit back. Afghanistan next. <laughs> Pakistan. <laughs> no, we're doing a World Cup preview. Okay, um, um, I, re- I actually, uh, I think it'll be Australia. Australia's Australia. I um, I think India. Yeah. Um, so that, there we go. There's there's what we think about the World Cup. Uh, question number two is Bess the best spinner England have available Don Bess Don Bess um, with respect to his Lions figures did you see this I have not seen his Lions figures so in- England played Australia in a Lions v Australia A game oh yeah when we um, hit like four century or three centuries it was, uh, it was 615 for eight or something like that <laughs> plays 550 all out so England um, plays 100 for three draw right um, Don Bess 120 for none Respectable. <laughs> Time to end up. Um, yeah, I don't think we, I don't think there's much you can learn from that. I don't, I don't think he is England's best spinner. No, but he might be England's best option in that role. If you think that all you really need is someone to tie and end up and not be crap at batting. Yeah, I think uh, and the players you have available to him. So I think I think Moeen Ali is actually a better option. Mm-hmm. I think he's probably a better. He's definitely a better batsman. Um, yeah, there's no doubt about that. Uh, and I think. Uh, He's got more experience with the ball, and you'd say he's a better bowler than Don Beths, but he's not available for Test cricket. Jack Leach, is he actually going to be fit and able to go? Well, yeah, good question. I don't know, but I think Jack Leach is also a better spin bowler yeah. than Don Beths. Um, I have no idea who Matt Parkinson actually is, or if he's good. <laughs> <laughs> and he's more, he's, he seems to be more of a 2020, like a white over bowler. From, yeah, from what I've seen. Which is a test team. Uh, which we never played, so <laughs> is that it? Um, Adil Rashid probably has a. A bigger shout as well to turn around and be like, "Well, I could play in Sri Lanka." So you're you're saying no? Yeah, he's not he's, the best. No, he's not. Oh, fair. There we go. Uh, we'll do one more of these. There are quite a few. Um, well, we'll do two more. Um, the best cricket tours in Europe. What what in your opinion is the best cricket tour in Europe? What's the best cricket tour you've ever been on? Let's ask you that. Um, so I've been down. Keep to, it safe. 
There's, there's a lot of, <laughs> lot, not safe for uh, podcast yeah. uh, stories. Um, the West Country is fantastic in England. Like going down to Cornwall, down past Somerset, um, as people will probably recognise where Somerset is, is absolutely fantastic because uh, the all the pubs are fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, the grounds that you play at are typically really beautiful. Um, but yeah, just I would highly recommend going to those. But the standard of cricket. It's not as high as some of the areas you'd also go. You go in there for a really good time. You'll come up against some good good teams. Yeah. But if you go to up, up north, playing like Liverpool and places like that, there are much better sides. Like the Lancashire League as well is supposed to be really good. Okay. Well, there we go in the UK. Um, finally, uh, it was the draw for the Village Cricket Cup. Oh, the final was, it was played at yeah. Lords, isn't it? Um, Froster CC tweeted us about this uh, to discuss it. It's quite difficult for like we like cricket, but we're not going to go into village cricket levels of detail. We're not going to analyse. Was that? Was it, was it well, in the Mid Sussex North uh, draw, like it's a uh, yeah. What were you going to say? Thing, right. So, how village are these teams? I'm not sure because there are teams that definitely aren't village yeah. who will definitely enter this yeah. and take it really seriously. Where I yeah. actually want to see. Almost like a cap of the ability. You want to see at least one Moonball Bowler. Oh, if, if, there's, if there's not an old bloke at 65 yeah. turning up. If a fat guy doesn't open the batting, yep. and there isn't one silver surfer bowling Moonballs, it's not really village cricket, is it? No, it's not at all. And a 12-year-old oh, you need a, you, 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 you need a cult who's there, who's, who's someone's kid. They, yeah. they brought their kit along to the game, but someone, got, someone was yeah, sick yeah. on the way there because they were too hungover to play. <laughs> And then they've ended up playing at Lords. That's yeah, what you um, want. Anyway, Froster CC tweeted us about that. So here's, here's what I'm going to propose. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Froster CC, play along if you want. Um, they've got a buy through the first round. Classic Froster CC. Always yeah. having the easy way, aren't yeah. they? Yeah. Um, in the second round, they'll be playing Cam Cricket Club or Kings Home Cricket Club. Okay. I propose that we follow the journey of Froster uh, Cricket Club until they get knocked out. Then we follow that team's journey and we eventually watch the final at Lords. Love that idea. Okay, so we will be at Lords for the Village Cricket Cup <laughs> final in September or whatever that is. I'm, I'm, I'm completely <laughs> up for that. Yeah. That is fantastic. Um, so Good luck for us to CC. That's that settled. Um, that's our correspondence of the week. You can follow us on Twitter at the Cricket Pod or send us an email at thecricketpod at gmail.com if you've got a story for us. Yeah, I, lo- I love all the questions, but yeah, if you've got specific stories around cricketers you've met, stupid stuff that's happening at your club or yeah. you've just got things you want to ask us get in touch um, we're going to take a break and then after that we'll be back with the England selection for the Sri Lanka test series wonderful we love hearing from our listeners so please follow us at the cricket pod on Twitter and Instagram or if you have a great story like Scotty G did about the Hayden Way, Matthew Hayden's personal website, we want to hear about it. So from wherever you're from, send us in a great story and we'll read out on the show. Email us on thecricketpod at gmail.com. Thank you very much. Right, Ross, I have a special treat for you here. I'm so excited, I'm like a dog. Um, Max... Roy Brown, our esteemed um, co-swinging correspondent, yeah, um, for for the cricket podcast, mm-hmm. uh, he couldn't be here today, um, but he submitted a full two pages of notes on England's Test team. No, nothing like um, <laughs> nothing like Her Majesty's dime that he's written those. Um, it's broken down into paragraphs, which is good. It wasn't just like a stream of consciousness. Okay, it wasn't Joycean. Yeah. Um, it, it was, yeah, I don't know. I, mean, I don't know what it was exactly. Um, has it got a quiz in it? it Max loves a quiz. A quiz. Um, you've got two options here. I can read the whole thing to you, mm-hmm. 
Uh, or, well, is that going to be in the podcast? You just reading two pages of notes <laughs> at me. Or I can break it down by paragraph and you can respond to it. Yeah, let's, let's, let's do that. Like a yeah. normal conversational podcast. That'd be useful. Okay, ready? Yep. England named their squad to tour South... Uh, fuck, I've already blown it. <laughs> <laughs> Max, have you, written these, have you written these in? Uh, England named their squad to tour Sri Lanka last week. This time they have sensibly avoided monsoon season. That's the end of the first paragraph. That is very sensible. Okay, yeah. Good, good input. Uh, paragraph two. Test series starts on 19th March. <laughs> he's not even done full sentences. Uh, Bairstow is rested, and he's put rested in quotation marks, mm-hmm. finally. Although we'd be much happier if he'd actually been dropped properly. Archer is out with a stress factor in the elbow. Rory Burns is also still out after his footballing mishap. Mm-hmm. And Jimmy... Also, this is out with broken rib. Mm-hmm. Any thoughts? Yeah, I guess I think it's the right decision to get rid of Besto from the um, yeah. Red Bull team. Yeah, will he immediately come back though? And that's my question there. Well, I don't know. It depends. It depends. One, how Butler performs. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's an opportunity for folks to actually get the gloves in this scenario. Yeah. Do you think? Do you think folks will play instead of Butler? Um, I think they might actually. Put, just actually play him. I, might, I think they might drop Zach Crawley. Yeah. And play Jennings in his place. Yeah. Um, De- and him and Denley might. I guess Keaton will open the batting, and yeah. then they'll put Butler in Bearstow's position. Yeah. Um, and play folks as well. And someone else will get drop out. All right. Um, well, back over to Max, because uh, he covered a lot of what you just said. Uh, oh, did <laughs> <I? laughs> uh, that allows the triumphant return for Jennings and folks diametrically opposed in their flirtations with the England squad. On the one hand, comfortably England's best wicketkeeper, who played very well in his last series in Sri Lanka, and has been unfairly left out since in the eyes of many. Uh, this doesn't make any sense. Then he says we'll still probably play Butler. Max, this is fucking average. No, yeah. I mean, this is what you can expect from this podcast. <laughs> so, Max, uh, Max oh, just adds little bits to the show. Yeah. Jack and I are quality control, and we're really yeah. not quality controlling this yeah. at all. So, let's let me take over for a second. Wait, hold on. On the other hand, <laughs> yeah, no, carry on. We'll, we'll skip the rest of that. <laughs> so, I think uh, Keaton Jennings is actually a good pick. Yeah, okay. I, I can't believe I'm actually saying that, but he batted really well. Um, he's got a fantastic average playing against spin bowling. Um, why would you not do that? And I think when uh, Ed Smith kind of came in as a selector, he said, well, we might have to go down the specialist route. We know we're going to have to drop people here and there, rest people. And I think he's actually following, well, he's practicing what he preached. Well, back to our avant-garde way of presenting this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Paragraph four. Uh, if Lee- you've got any notes that you'd like us to read out <laughs> on the podcast, please, please submit an essay. What I need to do is I need to have a different voice for Max because you don't know when I'm talking like I'm talking or when I'm talking about what Max is saying. Right, can you do an impression of Max for the rest of no, this bit? No, because I think when I listen to Max on the podcast that I sound like Max. Right, okay. So I don't know what Max would sound like. Uh, so I just do my own voice. Could you throw like a couple of puns in there? He's got some puns in here, I think. Are you deliberately not reading them? Yeah. Excellent. Um... Anyway, paragraph four. Maybe I'll just uh, and I, maybe I should do a quotation voice. Well, I mean, that that's worse. That's definitely <laughs> that's worse. worse. <laughs> All right. Higher, go higher. <laughs> uh, right. Um, Leach is also back after overcoming the plague. Although based on current events and recent experiences, expect the whole England team to come down with a localized epidemic of coronavirus on 18th of March. Typical of Max, isn't it? Very yeah. doom and gloom. He's, he's been banging on about the coronavirus a lot on recent shows. I think it might be something else. So he's 
He's got an issue with it, isn't he? Yeah. Um, back to Max. Otherwise, it's as you were from the South Africa squad. Sam Curran keeps his place, presumably for his batting. Joe Denley gets another stab at a century. Yeah, well, Denley's not going to hit a century. Let's just get that straight out there. He's not good enough to hit a test century. Um, Sam Curran should not play in Sri Lanka. That, that yeah. just, that, what is the point in playing him? You're going to have to play two spinners. Moen Ali's not there. Parkinson's probably going to play. Is he? I, 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 there's no point taking him on another test Why don't score. be Bess and Leach? I, I really don't think that Jack Leach is going to be... Well, there. there is a, a point of view that actually finger spinners do better in Sri Lanka because they bowl a bit quicker or something. Okay. Then uh, I, I don't know if this is true. It's just what a lot of pros say. Um, <laughs> leg spinners... But it doesn't work as well. And I suppose, actually, so go, actually, if I revert my point, Joe Denley bowls leg spin. Yeah. Well, there he is, yeah. So, and he's so good at it as he's well. <laughs> <laughs> um, back to Max. Jennings. So Jennings. With Rory Burns injured. Will he return at the top of the order at the expense of Crawley? Max thinks so. And to be fair, he actually... This is Max. So I say, Max has written, I think so. And so now I, I don't. Max thinks so, and to be fair, Max also thinks he actually played pretty well in Sri Lanka last time out. Only against Spin. <laughs> Which, according to Max, is a different beast to what usually gets him out. With less opportunity to hang his bat outside off stump, Max thinks he could do well again. Max thinks this is a horses for courses kick, and on the face of it, not a terrible idea. He has scored... God, this is a long one. Max was in this paragraph. <laughs> Max says he has scored 400 runs in five matches at 44 in tests in India and Sri Lanka compared to 781 in 17 innings at 25.19 overall. Which means... Fucking <laughs> hell, Max. So, which means he has scored 381 in 12 matches at 17.31 outside of the subcontinent. So for people playing along with number wang at home, <laughs> the average is 27 more in India and Sri Lanka than anywhere else. So imagine we're at the moment trying to get more and more people to listen to this podcast. Like we are sitting there going, please There's tell There's going to be a really good bit about A.B. de Villiers in about five minutes. Yeah, please, yeah please, <laughs> please tell your friends and all that kind of stuff. And then Max comes in with that gibberish. But I covered that point off in what, one sentence before? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Anyway, back to Max's point of view. Yeah, he, in fairness to Maxie, he can't respond. He's not actually in the room. Yeah, that's his own Maybe fault. we should have done the block of text first and you respond to all of it at once. No, I prefer this way. Like a, some kind of speech thing. <laughs> Debating club. Well, we should have been Microsoft Sam. I just yeah. played it through there. Um, the other big questions will be around the spinners. With Moen Ali still unavailable for Red Bull cricket, who is England's best? Is it best? Will he finally get to see what Matt Parkinson... Well, will we finally get to see what Matt Parkinson looked like? Will Jack Leach score a century as a night watchman? I don't think... Will we play three spinners? I really don't think you're going to manage to pull it off. (laughs) Yeah, maybe not. (laughs) Will we play three spinners? Or none and have Joe Root bowl 80 overs at both ends? (laughs) He's he's played a joke and it's pretty good. So um, I, I think we'll play two spinners in that side. You're going with. Yeah, I, I think I think you're probably right in saying that if they've already got a leg spinner in the side, who they're not against giving overs. They've yeah. kind of given overs to Denley in the last um, two test series. Yeah. So I don't think it's going to be a surprise. Joe Root can bowl as well. Um, it would just be a case of how good does Joe Root think he is. 
So, Joe Root could well pick himself as the second spinner of the subcontinent and be like, yeah, no, I'll, I'll do this. Let's play another batsman. Yeah. Um, Max continues. Don Best bowled reasonably well. This is actually quite good because it kind of is a counterpoint to what you're saying. Or, or, or an accompanying point. Uh, Don Best bowled reasonably well in South Africa with good control, which is what you want from a spinner in these sort of games. Will he be the dangerous force you need in the subcontinent? He has 119 more numbers. He has 119 first-class wickets at 28.56, which, according to Max, is all right. <laughs> but he plays for Somerset, so you might expect more. Um, Somerset obviously being notorious for being a good spinner's wicket in the UK. If, if Wisdom are looking for another analyst, Max is available. Yeah. Um, at least he's used to bowling in dust. I don't know if that was a joke or not, but let's move on. There was a mention of his poor figures for the Lions recently. 50 overs, 120 for none. That was flagged up on correspondence. But he has been playing in a game where over 1,100 runs were scored across two innings. So we'll let him off. It's, ama- so it's, it's amazing how... <laughs> it's, it's amazing he's almost here. Um, do you want to, This is good. This is probably the best bit of the whole... So it's, it's, I mean, you're on to the second sheet of paper. Yeah. Jack Leach is actually called Matthew. No, he's not. <laughs> no, he's not. <laughs> That can't, that can't be true. He is. Apparently he's called Matthew. Um, Max doesn't elaborate on this at all. He's finally struck gold. And he's just like... <laughs> yeah. Mike drop. No, he's right. Jack Leach is actually called Matthew, which is news to me. And then he goes on to more numbers. <laughs> <laughs> Jack Leach is actually called Matthew, which is news to Max. And me and Ross. Can you please not read out these numbers? <laughs> He's better figures for 291st class wickets and 25 footings. <laughs> I think we might think the only. I think we're the only people who are going to find this funny. No, no. <laughs> Bess allegedly bats a bit better, although Max has yet to see evidence <laughs> of this in the test arena. And we all know about Jack Leach's exploits or Matthew Leach's exploits with the Willow. I, I can't believe his name Leachy can't make it up he's just included that I can't believe he's put you can't come in with Jack Leach that everyone knows is called Jack and he's, he's actually called Matthew I don't but I he's just given us nothing to work from absolutely nothing. nothing to work from um, he's got Matt Parker's with Matt Parker he's done a bio for all the spinners is, is, it, is his name Jack no <laughs> Matt Parkinson fresh face 23 year old is he right his dating profile <laughs> yeah, or? I, don't, well, I don't know likes long, we- long walks down Colombo um, if you're interested, which I'm sure you are, 62 first-class wickets at 25.22. Oh, everyone's turned off by this point. According to Max, not bad at all. <laughs> and he, has, he doesn't have the obvious benefit of playing for Somerset on ridiculous pitches. Max says we should pick him because he's a leg spinner and leg spin is more fun than finger spin. Not to be confused with Ross leg spin, which is shit. <laughs> Hopefully by the end of it we'll find out who our frontline spinner should be. By Max highly doubts that. Um, so anything more to add on Max's odyssey? No, I think everything will. Yeah, bit is, uh, he's nailed it. I'm gonna run through the team quickly for you. And okay. You can let me know what you think. Which is is your expecting eleven? No, this is this is the sixteen we're taking. Okay. Uh, Joe Root, Don Bess, Stuart Broad, Joss Butler, Zach Crawley, Sam Curran, Joe Denley, Ben Folks, Keaton Jennings, Jack Leach, Matt Parkinson, Ollie Pope. Don Sibley, Ben Stokes, Chris Wokes, Mark Wood. Okay. Pretty good. I think it's the right team. Yeah, I think it's probably the best Eng- squad. Anyone missing? <clears throat> no, not really. I mean, Archer, if we can have him. Yeah, and it's, yeah. I, 
at the moment that that is the people that England think it I did think it was interesting that we've picked Wood, Wokes, Broad, Curran. Yeah, I don't really understand why Curran's there, if I'm perfectly honest. Yeah. Um, or, or even Wokes, to be honest. Uh, but, you know, like, we'll see how that goes. Yeah. Um, I've got not an awful lot to add. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of annoyed they haven't picked Monty Panesar. That's kind of yeah. just, uh... <laughs> um, I was expecting something weirder to happen. There Wasn't there the talk that Bairstow was going to bat three at one point? Yeah, Joe Denley was going to be dropped and Bairstow was going to come in, but that was so not probably, happened. probably the right decision there. Mm-hmm. Um, they'll and fuck I'm... up the 11, but that's what we're going to do, isn't it? Yeah, and then we'll draw the series 1-1. Yeah. And we'll share the spoils and it'll be kind of pointless everyone go home. Yeah. Anyway, um, that's... Uh, England's test team for Sri Lanka mm-hmm. um, we're going to take another break and then Ross is going to talk about a legend of the game Changing gear from Max. Um, Max, thank you very much for that, but it was uh, pretty dull. Um, A.B. Davinius. <laughs> A.B. Davinius, known as the Freak, Mr. 360. He's been called the Messiah. In some, and he's called as the, the Messiah? Man, uh, the, B, uh, BPLs. the Beatles. Not the Beatles, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ringo. Um, no, the uh, Big Bash yeah. League tried to give him a Messiah contract. Oh, I remember this, yeah, yeah, yeah. They, so, they, they broke their own financial rules to try and um, lure him over. Yes, yeah, so the salary caps apply to everybody, bar A.B. de Villiers, where the league was actually going to pay him to play for City Scorchers or whoever it was. Mm-hmm. Um, he's an impressive bloke, ultimately. He's like a bit of a, I don't know, almost a, a, a myth in the game, like a, a true legend of the game. Yes. And, he, and he changed what cricket was, like pure hitting. Um, I just think he's, he's Mr. Box Office. He is Mr. Box Office. Is that a new nickname? Or are other people calling him that? My new nickname for him is very original. I don't think people have ever heard that kind of thing before. Um, but as you said, it was his birthday on Monday. Turned 36, which actually is pretty young, I think. for Especially a T20 kind of cricketer. Like Brendan McCullum was still playing at 43 or whatever. Yeah. Um, what a class player he was. Um, and Mark Boucher, I think is the reason we're kind of talking about him. Um, Mark Boucher said that come the World Cup in November, December time, the door is open for A.B. de Villiers to play. That'd be good. So I mean, that would be good, wouldn't it? Uh, you want your best player. You're, um, as a as a tournament, you want the best players playing. Yeah. And he is, as I just said, Mr. Box Office. Um, AB Davies, I've kind of put together a bit of a, a bit of an homage to him, really, in terms of uh, his kind of top moments in cricket and in life, actually. Oh, right. Um, okay. So we're getting, we are getting the 360 of Mr. 360. We are indeed. Yeah. Um, I won't talk about the time when he proposed to his girlfriend at the Taj Mahal. That's, that is, that's fucking... You know what that is? That's a professional sportsman from South Africa move. That is, isn't like, it? That's that. If I was going to guess anywhere in the world, it would be like Table Mountain. No, he didn't do it there. Yeah. It's going to be the Taj Mahal. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, I play cricket in India. Uh, yeah. <laughs> this place is pretty impressive. I don't know I'll take my, uh, my girlfriend. Yeah. Um, but he's an incredible thing. And growing up, he kind of had this just innate ability to play sport. 
So he is yeah. a natural sportsman. And there was a, a lot of myths that actually go around in South Africa of what he actually did when he was growing up. So there was rumours that he was on the books at Kaiser Chiefs, the football team over there, um, that he played junior rugby for South Africa, um, that he was their world num- he was South Africa number one badminton player. All not true. He actually okay. had to prove that in an interview and kind of come out and say it. What is true, however, is that he was played off of a one handicap of golf at 15. Yeah. No, that's not bad, is it? It's not as good as me. I play off 22. <laughs> <laughs> and as we know, that's how it works. Um, he was also ranked the number one tennis player in his age group up to the age of fifteen in South Africa. Yeah. So uh, I will say this: not known for its legendary tennis players, South Africa. <laughs> Name me one South African tennis player. Well, it's not a tennis podcast, mate. Well, no, I'm just saying. Like, uh, tweet us at the Cricket Pod with the best ever tennis player. From South Africa, I'm sure there'll be one there from like fifteen ages or something like that. But I, I, I just, uh, yeah. Still good, still good. Still good, but yeah. so there was some pedigree there, and he just happened to turn into one of the best, if not the best, short-form cricketer that's been produced. Yeah. Um, and the thing was that he has been ICC player, of the ODI player of the year through for three years, mm-hmm. which is pretty impressive. Um, and he's scored over twenty thousand first-class runs. That's not too bad. Yeah. Like that is mightily, mightily it's impressive. Um, and he's one of only two players who has a test batting average of over 50 and an ODI batting average of over 50. So, you, uh, how many did you say? 10. Huh? One of two. Two. Yeah. And the other one being Virat Kohli? He's got it in three, I think. I think he's got it across all three formats as well. Okay. Wow. Um, so, um, mightily impressive. You did say, you did have a go at Max about the numbers. Uh, let's hear more about the man. Okay, let's hear more about the man. He is an egomaniac. He is an egomaniac. That, that is, uh, I think anybody, I mean, like, we, we have got some follow, um, uh, listeners, followers, who are casual cricket fans. Yep. Um, they might not know that, but I think anyone who's ever heard more than one anecdote about A.B. De Villiers knows that he's a man with an ego. That's it. All of his teammates can tell around about A.B. De Villiers. He's a great teammate. He's a great teammate to have. And do you know what? I just don't really believe it. He looks exactly like the kind of guy who would turn up and like, oh, yeah, I'll come and play for your mate's team on like a Sunday and then would just destroy the game. Like he would go out, bash a load of runs and just be like, oh, yeah, sorry, I just can't really turn that kind of competitiveness off. He just comes across as that kind of guy. Always has to kind of do that. Um, he kind of says that the media give him a bit of a, a hard time. Um, but he hasn't really played his hand very well. So when he retired, he was just like, I'm, he literally said, I'm tired of cricket. Don't like it anymore. Want to stop playing. And then when he played franchise cricket. Yeah. And there's those people in South Africa who turn around and were just like, well, actually, you should really be playing for South Africa still. You're still playing. Yeah. Like, why aren't you doing it for us? Um, and obviously, there's some other issues with coal pack and all that kind of stuff in yes, there anyway. Yeah, yeah, so, it's yeah. always going to be resentment for not, resent, not representing your country. Um, what is funny, though, is that last year when South Africa weren't doing so well in the World Cup, they lost their three group games uh, or the three opening games. And uh, it came out that AB de Villiers said on the eve of the tournament said, Yeah, I'm available to play. That is a massive egomaniac move, isn't it? Like to, to ring up the. Was it Otis Gibson? Yeah. Right, mate. Um, I know you picked a 14. So, so, this is how, so, so this is how it all came out. So he kind of claims that it was a small little conversation with Faf and was just like, Oh, yeah. But then you sit there and go, So you said that Faf told everyone that you were going to yeah, do it? Yeah. Someone in de Villiers' management was just like, We can link this to the media. South Africa aren't doing too well. Let's boost AB's profile again and get him a couple of hundred K next year mm. for franchise cricket. Um, but I do think over time, he's going to turn around. And I think the guilt is almost getting hold of him now. I think he actually wants to come back and play for South Africa. 
I think he wants yeah. to play that T20 World Cup and kind of be that hero one more time. In a sense, I don't. I like, fair enough if he. I mean, he's played a lot of Test cricket and he's been good at it. Um, and the team's not very good at the moment. I could understand if he wanted to just play one day cricket or mm. just play T20 cricket. Even um, I don't think anyone would really mind if he did that. To be honest, no, I don't. I don't think at all. I think it'd yeah. be like, yeah, fine. Actually, we'll, we'll have one of our best right. players. Thanks. Yeah. Uh, and he might quite rightly say that he is a bit burnt out from playing and it's not like so he's captain South Africa and captain South Africa is not an easy job he's played for South Africa for ages and they've yep. been good and bad while he's been there I don't think anyone would begrudge him saying like the test cricket is just too much for me yeah he's at uh, 20,000 yeah. runs for South Africa he's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> just like you've done your bit mate yeah. you've done your bit just, you can enjoy it you mm. can enjoy it and it's not like they've got like, loads of people coming through at the moment yeah. of going oh we've got a dearth of talent that we want to blood the so youngsters you'd have to play like what three seasons three series a year it'd be about a month and a half of his time or something yeah it's, it's not it's not too much um, the guy's got a bit of a kind of penchant for flair I would say like he's uh, as much as an egomaniac um, he's Got a reputation as kind of a bit of a mercenary, but I don't. I don't think that's fair. If if I'm perfectly honest, mm-hmm. I think if you're going to be a T20 specialist, you're going to go around the globe and play for these different teams. Yeah. Um, but he's actually been quite loyal to the teams. It's not like Aaron Finch, who's played for pretty much every franchise under the sun. Yeah. He's gone and gone play. He's played for Bangalore, uh, Royal Challengers Bangalore for like the last seven seasons. Yeah. Uh, he's he's seems to be loyal in that sense. Yes. So I'll give him that. Um, let's talk about kind of his main cricketing kind of achievements um, starting with number 5 are we doing it with, is that what we're doing we're doing a top 5 I'm going to do a top 5 for you so in, two, in 2007 so the World Cup um, he recorded a record in the World Cup mm-hmm. 4 ducks he's the most ducks a batsman <laughs> has ever got in a, uh, in a World Cup tournament the same Which, World Cup 2007 tournament. yeah wow um, but he still averaged 37 in that tournament not bad yeah. <laughs> not bad at all he'd have been England's best player <laughs> <laughs> uh, number 4 was that Simon Katic run out is this, seen this? is this the one where he does like the backwards roll and sort of it's not I'm not even really sure how he does this still I, I've seen it many times I've like, watched it about 17 times today and I still don't understand how he's achieved it yeah I mean like so for people who haven't seen this how to describe it so imagine you're facing the direction you are now stand up run f- like towards 8 o'clock on a, cro- on a, on a clock like just run as fast as you can if you could then, video, if you could video yeah. yourself whilst doing this, even better. At the cricket pod, <laughs> uh, then dive, pick up a ball and throw it whilst you're doing a forward roll. Yep. And hit one stump about twenty yards away, quickly, like a good throw. Yeah, like so you're, you're, play, you're, playing, you're playing in international <laughs> cricket. Quicker than it takes a man to run twenty yards. Yeah. Do do all of that quicker than it takes a professional athlete to run 20 yards so, not like a really good professional like a cricketer yes it's like, like a yeah, come on like, <laughs> three or four seconds <laughs> so what I think imagine that as a kind of a challenge so for the season when, we, when we've got fielding training yeah if we did that and, and no one broke that neck yeah, and if, yeah one <laughs> but we didn't get any injuries I'd be amazed but how many times would we have to do that just to hit the stump let alone the person running like, yeah, yeah, I'd, yeah, it's kind of a one in a hundred thousand kind of thing. It's absolutely. I still, I'm still not even sure. Does he like? It was throws like, it behind himself. Yeah, he? he doesn't. He's not like a conventional throw. He like actually does a backwards throw as well. Yeah, and he's, it's not like he's like a small amount away from the stumps. He's yeah. like a good fifteen yeah. yards. It's a, it is a thing of incredible skill. So that yeah. all, uh, out of all of his feet, of all his batting, I think that is in his top five. I think he's yeah, absolutely yeah, no, ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
what we do like on this podcast is a back to the walls job. Like there is nothing about like grinding out like a fifth day kind of bat out the whole day, just yeah. ruining someone else's day. Yeah, like we're big fans of that. Yeah, no, that's box cricket is really all about is ruining people's days. It is. I, I think Ma- it is. mainly when you play cricket, your day is ruined. But sometimes <laughs> you get to ruin someone else's. <laughs> 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 that, really, that really is the they're, blood. They're the fucking Elgin marbles. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so in, in Abu Dhabi, they played against uh, Pakistan in 2010. Um, and There's no better team in no better place to annoy as well. I think. And do you know what? I'm actually, uh, he, uh, he decided that he was just going to go ballistic. So there wasn't really any chance of a result in Abu Dhabi. Because like, Abu Dhabi's just rubbish to play cricket in. Yeah. Um, he batted for 601 minutes, scored 278 of a 418 balls, and was just yeah, he was just batting out there. They had no kind of tactics or anything like that. South Africa were just out to ruin Pakistan's day. Yeah. Um, so that was I think that's in there. Um, and then he did it again. So they same played day. no, not the same, not the same day. Um, Adelaide in 2012, um, they had to bat for the day, and Davidius played out 220 balls, didn't hit a single boundary. Whoa! <laughs> Mr. 360, about 220 balls and didn't hit a single boundary, scored 33 runs in 246 minutes. That one's for you, Max. That is fucking astonishing. <laughs> Read that. So that's six, that's four hours back. 200, 240 minutes is four hours back. Mm-hmm. He's faced 222 <laughs> balls and he scored how many? 33. Yeah. Um, is the next thing on the list his. Fastest century. Yes, and it's, uh, <laughs> it's just to show the contrast. Yeah. Uh, because uh, Av De Villiers has the record for fastest fifty in ODI cricket, fastest hundred, and fastest hundred and fifty. Yeah. Um, the fifty and the hundred were in the same game. Hundred fifty was different, um, but they both happened against the same team within a month. Can you name that team? Sri Lanka. No. Incorrect. It is West Indies. Oh. So uh, yeah, on the eighteenth of Jan. He uh, scored a 15-16 balls. That's pretty quick. Uh, he then recorded his 131 balls. Yeah, that's also pretty quick. Um, he was eventually out for 149 off of 44 balls. That's mad. Um, so let's so 44 balls. You could fit 44 exactly five times, I think, into uh, <laughs> into 222. Uh, well, no, you can't. No, the maths on that is wrong. But like. Um, yeah, uh, well, even the 100. Take the 100. How, what was the 100 in? Uh, it was in 31 deliveries. So 222, that's r- roughly 700 runs he <laughs> could score if he batted at that rate. And the amount of time it took him to score 34. Yeah, so, <laughs> so, so in this game, his strike rate was 338. Um, and that's fucking madness. Absolutely yeah. astonishing. Um, and then to, my final kind of point on him was when he uh, hit the fastest 150. Yeah. So... Uh, just to kind of sign off into kind of De Villiers style, he played um, yeah, a month later in February against West Indies, and uh, he scored 162 runs off of 66 balls. So, um, fair to say, Jerome Taylor took a bit of a punishing for uh, yeah, West Indies. Yeah. Um, was the best. So, an incredible, incredible player. Um, I think the ego is fully deserved. He's a gun fielder, gun bat, was a fantastic wicketkeeper, really good captain, and has broken all these records and really kind of put himself forward as one of the best cricketers ever to play a game. Yeah, very good. Um, have you got anything else on the big man? I have. Is this the last point? It is the best thing about Avery de Villiers that <laughs> I have ever seen. So This is what the podcast is all about. If, you'd, if you've gone through the last 40 minutes or, or whatever 50, we've done... 51 minutes. 51 minutes. This is what you've been waiting for. So Avery de Villiers in 2010... Created a, 
peak of his powers. Yeah, create a band. <laughs> At this point, people are clapping. I reckon people are clapping. On the, they're on their commute listening to this going, this is what I want. Pump this into my veins. Um, he created a bilingual Afrikaans English band called Mac Udrom War, which in Afrikaans means make your dreams come true. Yes. Um, their tracks mainly consist of power ballads with a follow your dreams theme and of love songs is what's written about it. Um, I listened to it today. They're on Sony's record label, which is just unbelievable. Yeah. Um, it's some of the worst music you've ever, ever listened to. <laughs> um, nine of the songs in Afrikaans, I can tell you that the beats are very good. and He, he definitely puts more syllables <laughs> where there shouldn't be them. Um, but the best song uh, we've discovered, uh, it's called Forgiveness. Can you imagine, think of what he would put in this song? So this is A.B. de Villiers, a man very close to God, actually. So he's, he's, he's proud of his Christian faith. Not as much as Marnus Lavishane. Yeah. But this guy is very... He hasn't got any Bible verses on his back, has he? No, he's, he's, no he's, uh, <laughs> he has not got that. Um, so can you guess what's kind of in this... What, what he'd put in this? Would he I, make I, it about I himself? Can't. Would it be like ego? Is it forgiveness that... Is it about him? It's, uh, it's not, actually. So he's trying his true patriotism. So for the first 40 seconds of the song, and then at random interludes throughout, he, he names famous South African things. Yeah. At one point, he talks Bill about... Paul. Ernie Els. He talks about solar power. What? KFC. Yeah, yeah Ernie Els is mentioned. All kinds of stuff. Um, then he goes on to talk about climate change in the same song. So yeah. he's, he's listed off all these famous people. Then it comes in with, we need to make the earth breathe. Yeah. Let's save it, let's save it from climate change. The earth is heating up, etc. Um, and then he talks about how to behave yeah. in the final bit. So there's almost like three parts to this three and a half three minute song. Yeah. It's, it's much like the Layman trilogy. Much, much yeah, like yeah. it. And, uh, and then he goes back to naming random South African things again. Cool. So uh, we're going to play it to we'll finish play the show. Yeah, we'll play it all. Um, but if not, we'll definitely put it on our Twitter. Go and listen to it. It is it'll brighten your day. Right. That's Thank you, AB Davilius. Hi there, guys. This is a song I learned to play when I was about eleven years old, and I'm going to sing it with my beautiful wife. Everyone knows this song. It's um, Ronan Keating's no- "Nothing at All," and I hope you enjoy it. We're just fooling around a bit here in Bangalore, having a good time. speak right to my heart Well I'd say in a word You light up the dark You light up the dark Try as I may I can never explain What I hear when you don't say a thing Let's me know that you need me There's a truth in your eyes Saying you'll never leave me The touch of your hand says you'll catch me Wherever I fall You say it best When you say nothing at all Uh, Ross, um, A.B. de Villiers, legend of cricket. Thank you for, for that summary. You're welcome. Um, and half of the music, A.B. de Villiers. 
Um, we've got a couple more things that we'd just like to touch on quickly before we wrap up this week's show. Mm-hmm. Um, we've been following the India v New Zealand series. We did the five T20s of the last game. Um, New Zealand, would you believe it, bounced back with a 3-0 ODI series win v India. Uh, they've won all three games pretty comfortably as well by four wickets, 22 runs and five wickets. Um... Oh, so, after, so after pounded yeah. them in the south uh, yeah. in the in the semi final of the World Cup, yeah, it again. yeah, yeah no. it's, it's amazing that they New Zealand are actually team. quite good at ODI cricket. The better team after all. <laughs> yeah, um, Ross Taylor had a, had a good series and uh, is is in the net in the test starting tomorrow. I think will become the first man to play a hundred games in all formats. That is absolutely ridiculous, and he is obviously a class yeah, yeah. class player. Um, he did also say that he might um, extend his career to the World Cup in twenty twenty three. I'd like to see a little bit more Ross Taylor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, go for two hundred catch Ross. Yeah, 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 two hundred. <laughs> we want more. Um, do you want to know what Coley had to say about the three 0 loss? Absolutely, the yeah. man who takes defeat very well. Uh, I, I haven't got the direct quote here, but he basically said one day don't matter at the moment. Which is like, yeah, that is peak. We're not Coley. in the right point of the cricket cycle for it to matter. So there is those bits where so we've got some Indian fans who listen to this, yeah, and. Obviously, the love of Kohli yeah. is... We have fewer Indian fans every time we talk about him. Uh, I was just going to say, <laughs> the more Kohli comes out with stuff like this, mm-hmm. the more I seem to like him. Oh, yeah. There is that bit of a bit about it. The more that he kind of is just like, do you know what? We don't care about this. Because like, he is you know, the ult- ultimate competitor. Mm-hmm. And he's absolutely brilliant. But he comes out in favour of Test cricket. He's clearly a really sore loser. Yeah. And, and he literally just loves the game. He'll never win the IPL. <laughs> it could be Royal Challenge Bangalore's year this year. Um, he has also been considering his end game. Well, Coley. Yeah, he uh, he said this week he reckons he's got at least three more years in all three formats. Okay, and then he might scale back his cricketing commitments. Okay. So, uh, I mean, I would have thought is that to the next World Cup or the one next One Day World Cup, basically? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, um, that'd be good. Uh, yeah. How old is he now? Thirty-one. Yeah, he's still pretty young. So. Yeah. And I mean, Tendulkar went on and on yeah. and on. So yeah, yeah. I, can, I can't see Cody packing up anytime soon. Yeah. Um, so that's that's uh, they've they've got two tests starting. I think tomorrow. Um, I, we're not going to do time difference in New Zealand again. Oh, no, no. <laughs> uh, do, do you have any idea? So, sorry to interrupt. Do you have, uh, have any idea what happened to Mahindra Singh Dhoni? No, uh, he's in the army. He's out of the army. He's out the army. He's going to play in the IPL, and if he plays well in the IPL, he might be back in the Indian team. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Okay. Um, final point, and this came up in correspondence as well, Jane Tyman, uh, long-time listener. The Women's World Cup uh, kicks off this week uh, in Australia. So it is the seventh edition, I believe, of the T20 tournament. Yeah. I know a good fact about this. What's that? Uh, that Australia pretty much always win it. <laughs> uh, so of the first six, Australia have won four. Uh, I think England won the inaugural one in England. And West Indies won the other one. And West Indies did win the other one, yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, The format is pretty simple. There's two groups of five. uh, 20 games, 20 pool games in total. Have the ICC not done something ridiculous with it? No, it's it's pretty simple. I was was hoping they'd be like, we're trialling this new thing. So, yeah, the top team and the bottom team go through. (laughs) (laughs) And the other two teams get a bye. Yeah. so the the pools are uh, Group A is pretty standard Australia, India, New Zealand, Sri Lanka, Bangladesh Okay Group B sounds pretty standard Until the last one So it's England, South Africa, West Indies, Pakistan and Thailand Thailand 
Thailand making their ICC debut. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't even really know they played cricket in Thailand until uh, I started researching this. Um, I don't think they've got much chance of winning anything, but it's good to see another team there. A bit like Japan and Nigeria at the end of the 19s yeah, recently. Yeah. yeah. Um, Cricket is a growing game. I think I think, and people kind of say Test cricket is dying and things like that. But there is, especially in some of the associate nations. Like recently, I've seen some stuff around uh, Nepal mm-hmm. and how cricket there is super popular. Oh, Nepal there. Might, might actually be quite good one day soon. I think. <laughs> Isn't there, aren't there like sixty million people who live in Nepal? And <laughs> it's the most popular game there. So. I mean, probably only a matter of time before. If you're from Nepal, listening yeah. to this podcast, get in touch. You can come if you come over to London. We'll give you a game. Yeah, yeah, no, um, we're not going to come to see you. That's too much. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> um, basically, um, if you want some analysis of the tournament, uh, maybe you're considering making a bet or something. Put all of your money on Australia. <laughs> Um, there, in my mind, there's no way that anyone but Australia wins this tournament in Australia. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're the best team. Yep. Uh, they have they've the got, best players. They've got the best players, yeah. I mean, Elise Perry, Elisa Healy, Meg Lanning, etc. Well, the thing right. is, what, what you need to blame is that India are the other good team and England. Yeah. So, but it's mainly England and India. Yeah. Uh, England and uh, Australia, sorry, is the best two teams. And... Australia absolutely pummeled us last last year. Yeah, yeah. Like in the Ashes, they, they wiped the floor with us. We did win one T20, I think. Didn't we? Yeah, but it was yeah, it was amazing that they or one that's rained off. The, the thing is, they they're doing what kind of England cricket did to ODI teams. Yeah. Also, well, started with Sri Lanka, then New Zealand, then England kind of made it popular. And this is how you win ODI cricket. Australia are coming out playing super aggressive cricket in women's cricket trying to change the way it's played a lot of the time it's been kind of passive and you're playing like um, paddle sweeps using the pace on the ball and kind of wristy shots now it's going into the more power zone of what's happening in the men's game um, yes um, they're also all professional which is a big change I don't even think I think the England team are semi-pro aren't they no so no England are now fully are professional, fully professional yes, but that's only happened in the last couple of years okay. um, and if you look at it they're full of young players like a lot of women's cricket you've got people who are kind of 16 to 21 yeah and I mean England's two spinners at the moment are both I think they're both yeah. 20 in their young 20s um, having said that uh, Australia did lose a couple of the warm-up games I think they lost one to England and maybe one to India as well. So they're not completely infallible, although like they may be just be getting those losses out of this. <laughs> uh, as you said, Ross, I had India and, Eng- uh, India and England as the next two teams. Um, a few people are tipping New Zealand to have a chance. Okay. Um, the Antipodean cousins of the Australians. Uh, a couple of players to look out for. Um, Harman Preet Kaur, the Indian. Mm-hmm. Uh, is probably the best player in the world who isn't an Australian okay. in women's cricket. Um, and if you're looking for a new player, Annabelle Sutherland, who is the daughter of the old Cricket Australia, pres- uh, the president of Cricket Australia, and um, I think her brother also plays first first cricket in Australia. Uh, she's 18, she bowls quite quickly, and she's supposed to be very, very good. So um, there are a couple of people to look out for. Nice. Um, but yeah. Australia. Nah, come on England. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's I think, the cricket podcast for this week. Ross, do you have anything more to bring up or add? No, thank you very much, Max. Yeah, Max, for your contribution. That was good. Um, yeah. As ever, find us on Twitter at the cricket pod or on Gmail, the cricket pod at gmail.com. If you yeah, want to ra- ra- and rate us on iTunes. We love a good rating. And if uh, you leave a message on there, we will read it out. We definitely will. Uh, thanks very much for listening. I'm Jack. Goodbye. 
See you later, everyone. The Cricket Podcast. I think it should never be permitted to happen again. That is very good.